talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. Welcome back, gentlemen, compadres. Hadn't said that in a while. Been like at least two or three podcasts. Welcome back. Well, last week we talked about how to confront a pastor, and that was uh, a lively conversation. But at the end of the conversation, we said, you know what? We also need to do the flip side of how do you bless your pastor? How do you encourage your pastor? Full disclosure, we um, we feel, at least I do, man, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel incredibly blessed by our people. So this is not a, we're not fishing for someone <laughs> to do something for us, but we feel like it's an important topic because those listening, uh, not everybody listening has um, uh, goes to our church here. And so they might not have thought about how big of a deal it is to bless the person who God has charged to oversee your soul. I mean, the Bible mm-hmm. clearly says that under shepherds, pastors, are, uh, are, are to care for souls. And so while you are able to study the Scripture yourself, you can. Pr- I mean, we believe in the priesthood of the believer, but there is something in, in terms of spiritual authority of, of, of pastoring. And so how do you, how do you bless those who 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 their their livelihood and their purpose is to bless you because it is a uh, it's an important thing. So where do we start with this? Um, I, I will start cheesecake, <laughs> uh, key lime cheesecake uh, that or, or key lime pie. That that's a oh that happened to be Wendy. Wendy, if you're listening, we love cheesecake and mm-hmm. key lime pie uh, and pound cake and uh, homemade bread and all those other things. Where do you, where would you start? I would say the first thing that pops in my mind is the same thing with any relationship. Uh, who was it that wrote the book, The, the Five Love Languages? I can't remember. Um, LeHay? Chapman? No. Chapman? Was it? was it Chapman? I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, great read. Hey, that Siri. Did, that did not make our, <laughs> our best of books. Who wrote this Five so Love Languages? Months ago when yeah, we yeah. did that. Here we go. Here Gary we go. Chapman wrote Gary The Chapman Five Love Languages in 1995. So there you so, go. That's that, that, is, that is a, a great read. Because yeah. it helps you understand the way that you're wired from a right. love language perspective. Right. And so really part of the question is how do we bless anyone? How do we bless our pastor? Mm-hmm. One way is if we know their love language, then <laughs> then tying into what that love language is. Right. Um, for Jeff, it is <laughs> it is gifts of baking. <laughs> gifts and, of baking. That's a spiritual gift, I'm convinced. Um, it, so really it, it is. So I, I think about my, myself and then the way that we're wired in, in languages, some people love receiving positive words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Hey, you did a great job. Hey, let me write you a note of encouragement. Say you're doing you're doing well. In fact, I still have scattered about different letters that I've received from specifically teenagers over the years. Some of those that were just were just really heartfelt. Hey, you changed my life by what you said. God yeah. used you to use to impact me in a in a very positive ways. Words of affirmation really do speak volumes because part of the pastor's responsibility is to produce words of affirmation for the flock, mm-hmm. for those who are Christ followers to help build them up and point them to Jesus. So that's one way. Mm-hmm. Also, baking and goodies. Is, it, <laughs> We're not really going to turn is, that down. It, yeah. is a, it is a really uh, great way. There's, but, a, there's a lady in our church who on a, on once a year will make me a, a cream cheese butternut cake because she knows that's one of my favorites. I know who and, that and is. does that all the time. Well, I say all the time. Does that once a year for me, and it's, it's great. And most of the time, it's not it's not expected because it comes at a different time of the year. 
things like that mm. show appreciation. Yeah, can I add something to that? I actually said this publicly a couple of years ago. Um, and, and you remember what I said? I, I know where you're going. Go. And, and, and we all disagreed with you. You all disagreed, but going. you know that it was true. Yeah. It was not true. <laughs> I'd lost 70, 60 pounds already. It was yeah. not true. Go for it. Yeah. So here, here's what I said. I said, look, guys, it's Christmas time, and you are so gracious. You bring <laughs> us so many goodies, and we are so thankful. But would you help us by bringing us goodies in less quantity yeah. per person? And of my which point, we've not had hardly any. Hardly any I know. Or, I really yeah. shot myself in the foot. But you know, the 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 truth is, when we get goodies, we we are very grateful. But I don't know about you, but I feel like I have to eat it. Just space them out over the year, so we don't get like <laughs> ninety gazillion. Christmas in Christmas. July. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. but but it, but it was fantastic yeah. because oh, was I great. could eat. I could eat a little piece of cake, and that was all I got. And I was think, I was like, you know what? I'm so thankful for this, but I don't feel guilty letting the rest of it go to waste. And I'm also yeah. being concerned that I'm not going to gain 500 pounds right. over Christmas time. Yeah, um, that's enough for this podcast, right? Yeah, I think Bring so. Bring us cakes, pretty much. And key lime, and we're good. Slice of pie. That's butter. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to uh, Messy Christianity. <laughs> Bring us food. Yeah, it reminds me of a couple of months back. A couple of months back. We had someone in our in our church that wanted to provide lunch for us as a staff oh, yeah. after staff meeting, and so that was a really a very great generous. blessing. Very generous. It, yeah. When when people think about other people, that really is the heartbeat of God, and that's really the essence of it. Whether you're blessing blessing anyone who has had significant influence in your life, blessing anyone who is a spiritual leader in your life. Whether that is a pastor or or someone who's mentored you or taking care of you, showing, uh, being being overly generous is a, is a beautiful thing. It's truly the heartbeat of God mm-hmm. because if not that God is overly generous, but really by our stretch of the imagination, He's overly generous to us. He mm-hmm. lives a lifestyle of being overly generous yeah. that we are called to emulate and imitate. Yeah, you know, when it comes to blessing pastors. Um, some people might have the idea of, well, gosh, you guys only work one day a week. Oh, and I, I actually had a conversation last night. Somebody said, so what actually do you do during the week? And you know, Pray all week long. Yeah, pray all, all week long. And, and some weeks are crazy. Some weeks are pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Now, the crazy weeks are probably more than the easy weeks. But um, there's a lot of stuff that we do that's behind the scenes that's not seen. If you just think of study and prayer alone, I mean, really think about this. You go, okay, so are we paying a pastor to study and pray? I mean, shouldn't he be doing that anyways? Well, yeah, every believer should. However, the difference is when when a believer studies and prays, their their responsibility is typically less than the responsibility of a pastor. What I mean by that is. There's an entire church that every Sunday is expecting us to deliver a word from God. We can't. We're we're not. We can't have an off week. Now we do. I might yeah. preach one a couple of weeks ago that was a doozy, man. I like. Boy, let's 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 even cut the tape. Yeah. But you think about it. You go every single week. We're supposed to deliver something from the heart of God. Well, how do you deliver something from the heart of God? You've got to stay walking with God, and. If we're a shepherd, that means we not only know the sheep, 
We know their name. We know what's going on in their life. And so we're to bring the the needs of the people before God each and every week. Not not. And I actually told a group the other day. I said, "Look, I don't pray for you every day. I pray for someone every day, but I don't pray for all of you every day. But I do pray for you as God brings you to mind." So, what I'm saying is, just prayer and study alone to be prepared to address the spiritual needs when people come to us. That's a lot of work, and and it really is not just not just emotional work, but it's physical work. However. All of the things added on top of that, beyond the spiritual part, light bulbs, insurance, D, I mean, just putting on root, whatever, yeah. it, it just stacks up. So I, I say all that to say, the people who say, well, what actually do you all do? Actually, you know what? Let's do that as a podcast sometime. What actually do we do? Yeah. And it's also more than a nine to five. Way more than a nine to five. It really is. It's, it's one of those where, for the most part, it's, it's an always on call type of, of situation. We, we receive... Phone calls in the middle of the night, have to go to the hospital. It, it, life happens, and so, yeah. and but honestly, that's that's the role of the, of the Christ follower as well. Mm-hmm. If I'm not on pastoral staff yet, I'm involved in a small group, a root group, a life group, and someone in my group has something, something major, something minor, something going on in their life. It's my responsibility as a Christ follower. To be a part of that, to help, to lead, to guide, to direct whatever is necessary yeah. in that moment. And I think that's part of the struggle that I've had in churches for years when I've been on pastoral staff is the view of the, the view of the church attender that it's the pastor's responsibility to give all the spiritual blessing, all the spiritual guidance, go go and do everything, be everywhere, go to every every party at every place. And it's impossible. And then you start thinking about the other responsibilities. We have families to take care of. And I say we because it's the three of us in this room, mm-hmm. but pastors, pastoral staff, people on pastoral staff and pastoral roles have lives outside of the church building, the church walls that we have to maintain and take care of day in, day out. Mm-hmm. And just as, as we all do. And Jeff, you're so good so many times of saying the pastors are humans too. There were people. We have emotions. We we have lives that re, re, require our attention. In addition to the people that we're ministering to and ministering with, it's that that's why it's such a calling. And I think the difference is volume. Is it, if you're uh, if you're part of a Sunday school class, you have twenty people, or a small group, you have twenty people that you really have to be engaged with and know. So there's a difference in volume. Because if you're a pastor, then you have 75, 100, 200, 400, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, like you just said, it it's not our job to attend everybody's need because that would be impossible. But it is our job to oversee the attending, which which is sometimes even harder. I got to brag on some on our folks, though. You know, it it's it never ceases to amaze me that I'm never I say never I'm very rarely ever the first person to the hospital. Usually by the time I go, mm-hmm. they've already had Colonel Davis there, uh, Elise Bush will be there, um, Lori Bentley might have been there. And, you know, so they'll have five or six people that have already come, maybe two or three already. Yeah. But but that, that doesn't make me feel bad. That makes me feel great right. because it says, man, our people are doing the work of ministry like they're supposed to be doing. But still, I, I will tell you this, still— 
if if a if a pastor doesn't visit, there's still a hurt. Well, most for the most part. Yeah. The question on the table is how yeah, can I kinda... bless? Well, but how can I bless my pastor? But I'm still staying there a little bit. Um, maybe this is diverting the the answer a little bit, but as a church member, um, be involved, being involved in a small group of some type, being involved in a class of people that will love you and support you. That's great for you. That also blesses us. Yes. Because we know, um, we've all had the conversation. We've all had the phone call where you weren't there and it's the church member that, I've had I've had that phone call from somebody I never even met, you know. I didn't even know him, you know. But but I was in trouble because I didn't go see him. I didn't even know him. So you bless us by being present, by being here, by being in a small group. And you know, we're talking about our congregation size, but you know, you mentioned four hundred earlier. That's impossible. That is absolutely yeah, impossible. Totally impossible. Um, you know, it, it, it pastor can't be there for everybody, and so. Um, this probably is another topic for another day, but um, I know it is. But it's like, what's the title? Well, I'll well write it I don't, down. I don't know. I don't know the title yet. But, mm-hmm. but like, how much should I expect of my pastor? Kind yeah, of thing. Good. Because um, to go ahead and put the preface, the the teaser for that podcast would be: Are we equipping the saints so that the saints can do the work of the ministry, or are we doing all the work of the ministry? So. Um, realize that your pastor is only going to be able to do, and I say your pastor meaning all of us and anybody that's in the elder position, but only be able to do what we, what one can do. Now, if you're in a home group that has 15 or 20 people or Sunday school class, you've got a, you've got a family. you got a family that's going to be there for you. So I, I think I kind of answered the question. Yeah, you know, I think you're spot on. We, we have all received the blessing of food, cakes, pies, whatever. Yeah. We've all received the blessing of a, a, a gift financially. You know, somebody will slip a 20 in your hand or somebody might even give you a $100 bill or something. It doesn't happen all the time, but every now and then it does. We're welcome to that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Carry on. Carry on. You know, we, we've all received the blessing of words of encouragement. Man, that was a great job. Thank you. Or, you know, I appreciate you coming to see me. Yeah. We love we, we love those things. Those are fine. But if I had to trade everything for just one thing, one blessing, it would be watching God's people flourish yes. in the kingdom. Would you agree with that? Watching disciples Without be it. disciples would is by far the greatest blessing if, we ever get. If I'm gut level honest, which that's what we want to do here. Yeah. This podcast is be gut level. Uh, the thing that probably I spend more energy worrying about, concerned about than anything is... Um, the attenders that attend the services, but they're not really involved with the body of Christ. Um, that 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 is my biggest thing that I think about. You know, um, spend more energy thinking about that. So, um, you want to bless your pastor? <laughs> Be here. <laughs> Yeah, just just come, just uh, come, show up, show. I mean, I'm serious. Though. More like, than once a month. More than, you, know, can, can, you know, gut level honest again, but does it not just go straight to your heart when you? It's Sunday afternoon. You check Facebook and you see the family had the great day on the beach. Yeah. You know, it, and it's like, it, and I'm not okay. Listen, somebody listen to this. Going, we just did that this morning. It's, okay, that's fine. But if it's a consistent pattern, and you know, you're doing it two or three weeks out of the month 
and then you're still expecting your pastor to be the everything for you. I'm putting a lot of pressure on the people yeah. right now, but be here, <laughs> be a part of the body of Christ. That's a pastor. We're just a person, you know, but this is not about us. It's not about you. It's about being a part of the body of Christ and growing and being discipled. That's another podcast, but you know, but, in, but that blesses us. Imagine, lot. imagine having a truckload of fresh vegetables, very valuable vegetables, and you you let everybody know. Say, guys, listen. On Sunday morning at ten, I'm gonna give away all these fresh vegetables. Oh, they're from the best farm ever. And then you you show up and you have a handful of people come and they're like, oh man, these are the best vegetables ever. And then, but but then you're starting to think to yourself, man, what if so and so would have just shown up? They could have yeah. got some of these, but you know. And I'm 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 a I'm attributing the time to fresh vegetables. I was trying to just be, you know, just do a, a, a nonsensical illustration yeah. as yeah. a way of saying, we, when we gather, we expect God's presence. I mean, we don't we don't come just because it's Sunday. We come because. I I felt I've heard from God and I've got a message from God for people. God can give any message he wants to anybody and everybody he wants, but there's something unique about about hearing from someone. You know, and and when I'm sitting in the pew listening, I feel the same way. I'm going, this is a message from God. I mean, th- this person hopefully spent several hours thinking and praying and processing. This is a holy moment. And then when and then when you look at somebody's life and you go, well, they're struggling with exactly what God said on Sunday. And now they're asking questions. How do I? And you and and the first thing that goes through your mind is, you know, I already answered that question, or I, I already God God gave me something to give to you, but you just weren't here. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And we have kind of, but it's the same way with with root group. Uh, same way I, I, with. Yeah, I mean, to, to take it a step further, because we do have the people that, I'm putting a lot of, on the people today, but we do have the people that, they, they're here on a Sunday, so they're getting that message from God, they're they're getting, but they sit in their pew, and then they leave, and there's not the connection with the body of Christ, and um, they need, you need that, you need yeah. that, you know, so you want to bless your pastor, get involved. Yep. Get involved. We would rather We're that than cakes, you. pies, cookies, We're money. We're begging you. There's everything. more to this than you can possibly imagine. Our senior adults, we have a service every Sunday morning. But during the week, they have a choir practice on Friday mornings. They go out to eat together. They, I don't know if they're still done. They were doing a Tuesday night thing. They have a group. They have a group of people. They come on Wednesday nights. They, they have a fellowship group. that, And like you said earlier, they're at the hospital before we are because they, they're they're involved with each other, and they've been doing it for a <laughs> long time. Some of these people have been together a long time. It's awesome to see. I'm thinking of some of the more practical ways, getting it back yeah, toward the that's original. That's a good idea. Um, Rescue us. For, for me, I can say this personally, when you bless my family, when you love my family, when you accept my family and take care of them and do things for, for my wife and my kids, that is... Honestly, for me as a dad and as a husband, that means more than you doing something personally for me mm-hmm. because I, I sense the love because so many times 
pastoral families are left high and dry. And when people become upset or angry at a pastor, then many times that's taken out on the pastoral family as well, which is not fair and it's not right. But, right, yeah. but in 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 so many circles, when when love is shown to the pastorals, the pastoral family, it's it, it really does speak volumes to the the love that the, that the church has for its mm-hmm. pastoral staff and their extended families. Yep. You know, it only makes sense to bless your pastors because someone who is blessed, someone who is encouraged, someone who is honored is going to do above and beyond for the very people who are honoring and blessing them and, and loving them. And it's hard to stay motivated when everything's a fight. It really is. Whether you're it cold really or not. it, And you can do it for a time, but the longer that that goes on, the harder it is to maintain the, the good yeah. attitude and the energy and the, and the drive. Mm-hmm. Because if it, quite honestly, in staff, I say in staff, in the church world, from a pastoral staff position, many times it feels like we're beating our head against the wall. It's like nobody else is getting it. We're just over and over and over, and we see this this vision. We have this dream. We have have this God-given idea for what it would look like if our church accomplished what God's called it and destined it to do. And so it's like another Sunday. Let's just stick our head in the sand or beat our head against mm-hmm. the corner because nobody seems to get it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so w- when it's all negative, it just weighs on you after a while. And you know that in real life. Anybody deals with that. The sure. more negative you have, the harder it is to get out of bed in the morning. It's no different for somebody called by God, somebody who's mm-hmm. uh, leading a, a ministry, leading a church. There are mornings where it's very difficult to get out of bed because we, of the negativity that has been addressed or we know that is coming. Here's a little perspective, okay? Now, I've been a pastor here for 15 years. So imagine, if you will, coming up with 15 years' worth of creative Christmas sermons, engaging Easter sermons, and 50 or 15 years' worth, which is 52 times 15. I'm not good enough at math. But that's essentially seven seven hundred ish, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if you have it, yeah, that's essentially seven or eight hundred mm-hmm. Sunday morning sermons. Mm-hmm. Most pastors don't miss a lot of Sunday mornings, right? And and I want you just imagine you're expecting dynamite every week. Yeah. I mean, that, let's just let's just call it what it is. People don't come and go. You know what? I'm not really expecting much today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just mediocre sermon will be okay. No, we're we're really wanting and expecting something dynamite. So don't think that that pressure isn't felt in some way. Sure. But if you think, and I and I'm going to speak to people who are going to other churches, right? If you if you expect your pastor to be dynamite every single week. <laughs> And then you wonder, man, how he's kind of, he's been dry the last six months. The way that you refresh him for dynamite sermons again mm-hmm. is not by criticizing the dry sermons. Yeah. It's by blessing them. Because there's there's a there's we go through seasons as pastors 
of dryness. We go through seasons of doubt. We go through seasons of pain, right? Right. And we still have to preach every Sunday whether we've had a rough week or not. If you were an author, writer's block is a very real thing. Absolutely. It it just happens. The difference is I'm doing most of my writing in a shed. I'm not standing before you week after week. And, And it's the same with music. You know what's funny though, or, or whatever. I was thinking about the music. There are some. There, this has happened. There's there's some Sundays where I'm in the middle of the set and I should be praising and worshiping myself, <laughs> but in the middle of in my head I'm going, "Did I flush my toilet?" Well, no, I'm actually going. I am boring myself right now. I mean, this is this is horrible. You know, but I've done that during preaching before. But, but you know what's weird though? Even on some of those Sundays afterwards, somebody will say. I don't know what was different today, but that really touched me. And I'm like, really? <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because I know. You didn't touch didn't, me. <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with that one. So, you know, because you never know. Even your dry ones could be the word for somebody. So you never know. Not that you've ever had a dry one. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, but you know what? And, and I, I've matured enough, I think, that I, I don't really worry. And I think you too, Kevin. Yeah, I don't. Really, it, at, at the end of every Sunday, I go, eh. There's next week. That's, you know, I've, I've I don't know, I don't know when I started saying this, but there's some of those Sundays where the sound systems off, the lights go out. I mean, just it, it's a train wreck. And I've said it to you even I think before where I was like, you know what, I'm still going to lunch today. I mean, <laughs> That's I mean, the best one I, ever. I mean, yeah. like it's just it 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 came, it happened, it's over. Let's pick it back up, and we'll try again next week. And usually the next week's fine. So so how do you bless your pastor? I had somebody Sunday morning come up to me and say, Jeff, I'm going to tell you something. I've been here for all 15 years, and I'm so proud of, of where— And she basically just shared her heart for a few seconds, and she acknowledged that we didn't always agree. There's been some rough yeah. times. But, but what she said was, I love you, and I just wanted to make sure you knew that. And, man, that was like That's nothing it. else throughout yep. the day could have mattered. Now, I like to pretend like I don't need words of encouragement and things like mm-hmm. that. You know, that I, I, I just, I'm we doing do. it for God. I'm doing it for, you know, I, yeah. I, for, for better. E- but, but there's nothing that really substitutes for somebody who heartfelt tells you, listen, I love you mm-hmm. and I appreciate you. Absolutely. I want to throw another one in here toward the end that we didn't really mention. And based on the five love languages that Chapman wrote is acts of service. Yeah. Acts of service really is. That's. For me, that's one of my highest love languages and has been for a number of years. Is And, and part of that's because of the amount of workload that, that I've taken on um, doing the job. And to have somebody come in and, and bless me by taking over some of the responsibility to help physically with things, even even at the house. We had, uh, we had a couple in our church about a year, year and a half ago when we had a newborn at the house. Who, who volunteered their time, came in. There was three or four of them, and they cleaned our house from top to bottom. Mm. I mean a deep clean. And all we had can to I, do Can was I get their leave. number? <laughs> all I had to do was leave for the day and come back, and it wow. was so incredible. It was such a blessing cool. because having a, a an infant with three Fresh other start, yeah. three other older children there was, was very difficult. Mm-hmm. So acts of service, helping in ways that, whether it's at, at, at your pastor's house, at the office, on a Wednesday, Sunday, church time, whatever that is, if you have ways, and that's part of your gift, and if you like helping, we've got some phenomenal people here at our church mm-hmm. who love to help, who will come and build things for us and do things just on their free time and, and even provide the resources and their mm-hmm. own tools. 
that is such a blessing Absolutely. to have people who are gifted, especially to come in and do an act of service to help. Mm -hmm. It is a huge blessing. Agreed. Completely. So um, I want to reiterate, um, again, I can only speak for me. I feel incredibly blessed to be here. I really do feel love and concern and care from, from our church. Um, so this isn't, a, an, this isn't us trying to get something out of anybody. No, no. This, if anything, this is a way of saying to Thanks. the church, thank you. You have yeah. blessed us. Um, and we don't take that for granted. We, we in fact, I think we probably sometimes feel like we don't deserve it and feel like it's too, I know I do. I feel like sometimes, man, I, I can't, I can't accept that. It's too much because I don't, I don't feel worthy of, of things a lot of times because I'm thinking to myself, well, Jesus, I think mentioned it in a, in a, I keep saying, I think Jesus mentioned in a parable. He said, you know, a, a servant doesn't, uh, doesn't come in and say, oh, well, aren't I going to sit at the table? No, a servant does what a servant does. It, 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 it's his job, right? He serves, and after the master's eaten, then he can go back and he can eat. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that here. I feel like yeah. it's my job. It, it's my pleasure to serve the body of Christ through pastoring. So I don't expect anything. You appreciate but it. But I'm though. grateful. You, you appreciate it partially because of maybe things in the past. I know I do. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate things now in the present more because of times in the past where maybe I wasn't appreciated. And, and to the person listening, the pastor that's out there that's you're in a situation where you're not appreciated, I would tell you to hold on. Yeah, um, there's another season coming, and you'll know you'll you'll appreciate it so much more when you get there. So just hold on. Brent, you said it best. The best way to, or one of the best ways to appreciate your pastor is to bless their family. When you bless my kids and when you bless my wife, that's that goes far, far, far uh, greater in my mind than when I get something. So thank you. Anything else you want to add? We're at time here. You could bless your pastors by sharing, this, sharing this podcast <laughs> with other friends. That's right. That's right. Hey, it's, uh, it's been a privilege and an honor. We're going to sign off for now. We will see you on the flip. T-shirts, $10. All right, T-shirts, $10. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.